In the last couple of years, I've developed an appreciation for birds, mostly because I can hear birds nesting in a tree outside my house. When I'm not hosting Post Reports, I'm a health and wellness reporter, and I was fascinated to learn that these pleasant sounds are actually good for me. Birds and bird songs are this wonderful, accessible source of, you know, positive mental well-being. Richard Seema writes the Brain Matters column for The Post. Studies show that it's associated with just better mental health, but also decreases in feelings of anxiety, paranoia, and depression. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Anahat O'Connor, and I'm your guest host. It's Friday, June 23rd. Today, the surprising power of bird songs for your well-being. It's been sort of well-known for a while that there are a lot of benefits to spending time in nature. In fact, as a health reporter, I've written stories myself about how the Japanese government encourages people to go out and spend time in nature to improve their health, which is a practice that they call shinrin-yoku, uh, which essentially means forest bathing. <laughs> but I really had no idea that you could get these benefits simply by listening to bird songs. Yeah, um, as you're saying, there are many benefits to nature in general, and there are studies linking you know, green spaces or exposure to greenery and trees to mental well-being, as well as what are called blue spaces, like water features, sounds of bubbling brooks, waterfalls. So I was really surprised that, you know, one of the studies had about 1,300 people track their mood like three times a day and also asked about what was around them. And what they found was that birdsong was associated with positive mental well-being, even when you took into account whether they saw trees or water. So it seemed that from this, there was a correlation suggesting birdsong is a special source of mental well-being. Now, Richard, one of the birds that you were looking at in this reporting is the bobo link. And I think it'd be great to hear it right now. So let's hear a little bit of the bobo link song. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so very acrobatic that they could learn this, right, from a young age, from their parents, they learn these songs. Yeah, it's like a little slice of nature. I don't know, what do you think? How do you feel when you hear that? I love it. You would find these birds in, like, prairies or tall grasslands, and I think they're really cool to look at as well. You know, they have a black head, except in the back they sort of have this yellow, almost bleached hair, <laughs> like a mullet-looking thing. So it's it's really cute. And they produce beautiful music, too. Mm. What are your favorite bird songs? I really like the one by the Yellow Warbler, actually. It's like, it feels like a very spring, I don't know, cheerful <laughs> sound to me. So you would find them often near water and in like bushy, brushy places. So... Richard, let's unpack some of this research that you wrote about. You're actually a neuroscientist yourself. Can you talk to us about how scientists uncovered this 
connection and specifically the impact that they saw of these bird songs on people's health and well-being? Yeah, so there was that first study looking at just an association of people being in the presence of birds and their song and finding that it makes them feel better. But a second study actually tested just having them listen to the song, just a six-minute clip and seeing how that affected their mood. In this second study, they had almost 300 participants just online, you know, first assess their own emotional state and take a cognitive memory exam. But then they had them listen to a clip of audio, either clips of traffic, you know, sounds of the city, sounds of cars, or bird songs. And these bird songs were either high diversities, they're like six species of birds, a really rich orchestra, or lower diversity, just two birds maybe duetting. And they found that after listening to traffic, people tended to feel a little more depressed afterwards because that is not maybe the best sound to hear in your day-to-day. But with hearing the bird song, even the less diversity audio clip produced their feelings of anxiety and paranoia. And the audio clip of the higher diversity, more birds singing, also reduced their feelings of depressive symptoms. After the break, we'll get into what we know about why nature is so good for us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. So do these researchers know why we get these benefits when we listen to birds? Like, do they understand how they affect our brains? Uh, I don't know if there's anything specific to birdsong that has been studied, but we do know that birds make us feel more connected to nature. And there are studies showing that this feeling of connection with nature, you know, is associated with better health and also with getting more benefit from nature. There's also two main hypotheses on nature's, you know, health effects. The first is called the attention restoration theory, which is basically the idea that nature is good at improving our mental concentration because these stimuli from bird songs allow us to engage in what's called soft fascination. It is interesting, but it's not mentally taxing like you might experience in a stressful urban environment. The second hypothesis is that, you know, there's a stress reduction effect of nature. And we know that being in nature, hearing the sounds of nature can reduce blood pressure and cortisol levels, these stress hormones. And looking at what's happening in the brain, actually what you mentioned earlier, the forest bathing, walking in nature, people have done brain imaging studies showing that people who walked in nature versus in an urban environment had less self-rumination, you know, this feeling or this inner thought process that is usually linked to depression or other mental illnesses. And another study I looked at was how 
viewing green scenery, just like looking at pictures of greenery, it reduces stress. And this involves the posterior cingulate cortex, which is thought to regulate this reduction of stress response due to this nature exposure. So it could be that, you know, birds and birdsong is tapping into these networks, these similar brain areas. But I don't know of any studies that have directly tested that yet. Mm, oh, that's so fascinating. You know, one thing I love about this is it sounds like, based off of these studies, that you don't necessarily have to be outside listening to the actual birds. Like, you can perhaps be inside listening to this on your headphones. Like, do you have to actually be out in nature listening to birds, or can you appreciate it by listening to it online or in this podcast like we are right now? Yeah, I think the second study, you know, directly shows that listening to just an audio clip through headphones, which is what the participants did, can have a nice effect on our mental health. But of course, going out in nature probably amplifies that, right? You're getting more time outdoors, you're exercising, and this builds on that health benefit. And also, it's, you know, just more rich of an experience to not only be able to hear birds that you're looking for online, but you get to find things that you might not even be looking for. You might be able to see different species and observe their behavior, observe the rich variety and beauty of all these feathered creatures that are all around us. So yeah, I, I really recommend, like, if you don't have time, of course, there's nice videos of birds, there's nice clips of their bird songs, but there's also a lot of birds out there too. And there's a lot of resources to help you identify and find birds. One that I really love that I have on my smartphone is called the Merlin Bird ID app. It's from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and it allows you to record the sounds that you're hearing, and it visualizes that sound and tells you what bird is singing at any given point in time and identifies it. And it's just lovely. It's really changed how I, you know, walk outside and do my hikes and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So have you gained a newfound appreciation for bird songs? Oh, definitely. It's something that I now pay a lot more conscious attention to. It's something that I try to get better at identifying the birds and really picking out the nuances and how they sing differently from one another. It's given me more reason to go outside and do all the things I know are good for me, but often you know, get caught up in the day-to-day -day stresses. And this is just a good reminder that, hey, like this is good for me. This feels good in the moment. Yeah. I should do it more. I mean, as a health reporter, after reading this, it's made me really even appreciate more, you know, these birds that are here in my local environment. And one that I've been paying a lot of attention to is the morning dove, which has this beautiful sort of plaintive cooing. You know, I recently discovered um, some morning doves nesting in a tree outside my house. And it's something that I found that I can enjoy um, with my kids. I have a four-year-old son who is also really intrigued by birds can, and can even identify <laughs> some of the birds in our neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we were appreciating this nest in one of our trees the other day and listening to the cooing. And it's just, it's a beautiful way to connect with nature. Now, Richard, I wonder, do you think that this research that you wrote about and described could perhaps inform treatments for things like depression and anxiety? Could it extend to that? So the first study actually found that 
the presence of birds and their song helped people with depression and without depression, which was interesting because the researchers was telling me about how sometimes treatments for depression don't work, but maybe these natural stimuli like birdsong could be a way to supplement or help even people with depression. Another researcher also mentioned that, yeah, because we could have recordings of bird songs. Maybe these could be used in a clinical setting to help alleviate some of the anxiety or paranoia that people might feel when they're in such a space. So I think there's a lot of potential there. And also just for maintaining mental health, you know, it's very accessible even for people who are not in a clinical setting. You know, just go outside and if you're having a bad day, maybe this could help you a little. All you have to do is step outside and pay attention to nature, and there's a feast for your ears. I'll certainly be taking that advice to heart. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much, Anahad. Richard Sima writes the Brain Matters column for The Post. We hope you're having a great weekend. If you can, try to get outside. And if you can't, check out our show notes. We have links to Richard's story about this research, where you can listen to more bird songs and maybe get at least some of that mental health benefit that Richard was talking about. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Gabe O'Connor. It was edited by Maggie Penman and mixed by Sam Baer. Our team includes Maggie Penman, Rena Flores, Ted Muldoon, Martine Powers, Alahe Azadi, Monica Campbell, Eliza Dennis, Alana Gordon, Ariel Plotnik, Arjun Singh, Jordan Marie Smith, Rennie Svirnovsky, Sabi Robinson, Emma Talkoff, Sean Carter, and Renita Jablonski. I'm Anahad O'Connor, and we'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post. <laughs>